Tis the season for walking, hiking, biking, picnicking. And with COVID restrictions loosened up, even more people are getting out of doors. But you're going to want to take some extra precautions. I'm David Fair, and this is Issues of the Environment on 89.1 WEMU. There is an explosion of ticks, and they've expanded their habitat and now can be found waiting for you in Washtenaw County in southeast Michigan, and in large numbers. Our guest today is Howard Russell, who serves as entomologist at Michigan State University. And thank you for joining us today, Howard. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on. Now, I have heard you referred to as Bugman. Do you like that moniker? Well, that happens to be my email address. I'm bugman at msu.edu, so... I guess you do. I guess I'm happy with it. (laughs) You know, it wasn't all that long ago uh, that it was somewhat rare to find ticks in the greater Washtenaw County area and in southeast Michigan. Why has the habitat expanded? Um, That's a good question, and I don't think anybody really knows for sure. But we have seen a dramatic increase in ticks over the last 20 years. Does the changing climate impact the critter's ability to expand? You know, that's, that's a possibility, but if we look at, you know, nearby states with similar climates, like Wisconsin, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, New York, I mean, uh, they've had, you know, they've always had good numbers of ticks throughout the state. And we've had, you know, high, you know, ticks have always been present in the UP, especially the western UP, where it gets quite cold. So it may be because of snow cover that they're able to survive the winter a little bit better up there. But, um, you know, 10, about 15 years ago, we started to see the black-legged tick, or the deer tick, as it's sometimes called, the one that transmits Lyme disease. It, it showed up in the far southwest corner of the state first and has moved up um, the coast along uh, Lake Michigan, and then now it's 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 spread eastward. And a couple of years ago, we had a case of locally acquired Lyme disease in Washtenaw County. So, not only is the American dog tick, which is the most common tick we see in Michigan, increasing, but the black-legged tick or deer tick is also increasing. And that is among five different types of ticks that are being found in the area, right? Well, we have we probably have you know, seven or eight species of exodes, the same genus that the black-legged ticks belongs to. And then other than that, and then we have additional numbers of, of, of ticks. But the most common ones you're going to see are the, are the deer tick or black-legged tick and, and the dog tick. And as mentioned, unfortunately, that is the one that can cause Lyme disease. What are the areas that uh, are most likely for us to encounter these ticks? Well, um, certainly, it seems like any place now. Um, well, that's not encouraging. <laughs> it's not, I know it's not, but that's that's the reality. I mean, I get calls from people from all over their all over the state saying, you know. What's going on with ticks? We've been going to our cabin. We've been living. We've lived here for 30 years. We've never had ticks, and now we pick up ticks. You know, as we go for a walk. Um, so, for whatever reason, um, they are increasing their range, and within that range, they're becoming more numerous. We've just around me. We've, you know, 10 years ago, it was rare for us to find ticks, and especially dog ticks, American dog ticks. Now we, you know, we've collected twenty or twenty-five of them inside our house this year already. Inside your house? Yeah, because us or the dogs that we walk, uh, we walk along game trails. 
in other brush through brushy areas, and you know the dogs, even though they're on uh, medication for ticks, the ticks actually have to feed on the dogs to be effective. And so the dogs, we kind of joke that there are our tick collection and relocation specialists for the family because they get on them or get on us, and then we find them in the house. So, well, you're not going to help any of us with anxiety disorder. Uh, well, I, <laughs> no, but, you know, it's just, it, I mean, for us, ticks have become just part know, of the a, landscape, a way of life. And we've, you know, we started to pick up ticks in, at, you know, in March when, as soon as the temperatures warmed, um, we started to find ticks. This is Issues of the Environment, and our conversation on the tick explosion of 2021 continues with MSU entomologist Howard Russell. Now, that's twice I've characterized uh, the increase in ticks as an explosion of ticks. Am I perhaps being a bit sensational? Maybe a little, but for a lot of people who, aren't, who, who didn't grow up with ticks, you know, a few ticks can, might be construed as a, an explosion. I would imagine, while the rest of us lament the idea of dealing with more ticks, it does provide you and those in your field an opportunity for more study and research. Are you going to be doing some field work throughout the summer? Um, yeah, that's not really my job. I, I work in the diagnostic lab at MSU, so we deal with you know diagnosing plant problems and responding to questions from the public about ticks. So I don't have any research planned, and I really... I really don't conduct research here at MSU. I'm more into the service aspect of entomology. Is it worthy of research, this explosion of ticks, uh, sensational a little bit or not? Well, we do have um, Gene Sow, uh, who works in the Department of uh, Natural Resources. She she conducts uh, tick research. So I know it's being done here at MSU. It's just not being done by me. Again, we're talking with MSU entomologist Howard Russell on 89.1 WEMU's Issues of the Environment. Now, most of us have read about and are aware of the ramifications of contracting Lyme disease, and none of us want it, but I couldn't identify any tick by species. Is that an ability uh, that we should all become more common, uh, familiar with? Well, I mean, it, identifying different species of exodes is pretty difficult. However, you can distinguish between a dog tick and, a, and, a, and an exodes tick simply by the presence or absence of white markings on the back of the tick. Both male and female American dog ticks have white markings that are in plain view, especially um, with a, a, a reading um, magnifying glass. Uh, they're easy. The white markings are easy to see. And if any of your listeners, uh, you know, would like um, a professional opinion on their tick, they can uh, send me a photo uh, with their smartphone and send it to bugman at msu.edu, and I'll be happy to ID it for them. Well, that's great, and we will include that and make sure that that is available online so that if people want to do that, they can. Now, for those of us who are going to go out, we're playing with our kids, our grandkids, any area that potentially houses ticks, which you now say is virtually everywhere, we should check our bodies carefully. There is a very specific manner in which ticks are supposed to be removed. Can you describe that? Um, well, I, I, I like grabbing them just with a pair of forceps, right, where they're attached to the skin and pull them off. And does that always work? The head is never left inside the body? 
Well, sometimes the mouth parts might be because they have backward pointing spines that they use to anchor their themselves into our skin. But it's no real, it's no real problem. It's no worse than say a sliver or something like that. Um, I wouldn't recommend grabbing the tick between your finger and thumb and pulling it off because what you do is squeeze the tick and and possibly inject the contents of the tick through the mouth parts and into the wound, and I would say you'd always want to avoid that. So by using those forceps or tweezers, do we have better opportunity then to avoid contracting Lyme disease? Uh, well, we do. you do if you've removed that tick within 48 hours of it attaching. As it turns out, the, the Lyme disease pathogen resides pretty deep in the digestive tract of the tick, and it takes up to 48 hours for that pathogen to migrate through the gut of the tick and through the mouth parts and into your wound. By removing the tick within 48 hours, you've greatly reduced your chances of getting Lyme disease. With that in mind, rather than have to remove them at the end, uh, better preparation is probably the best precaution. DEET, is that the best protector? Um, it is one of the good um, um, protector. The DEET, uh, insect repellents containing DEET um, is, is pretty effective in keeping ticks off us and also uh, tick repellents that contain uh, the insecticide permethrin is also, are also effective in keeping ticks off us. And actually the, those that contain permethrin are, uh, they have the advantage that they're applied to your clothes and it remains active on your clothes until you wash them. So you know, old pair of jeans that you used to walk in, uh, you spray them once with the permethrin-based um, uh, tick repellent, and it stays active for, you know, until you wash those jeans. And DEET is not recommended for children, so the application to the clothes, that would be a better alternative, correct? That would be. And, of course, you know, that requires, you know, wearing long pants out on a hot summer day or whatever. Um, but still, it's it's better. We don't, my wife and I don't, really use repellents to any large degree. We just we just look for ticks and uh, deal with them as we find them. And do you, have you, do you alter what you choose to wear when you go out because of more ticks in the area, or are you just uh, being on the lookout? We're just sort of on the lookout. We both wear shorts on our walks, and, uh, um, and you know, we just are, are um, aware that uh, ticks are a, certainly a possibility, and we look for them, and deal with them as we find them. Howard, I'd like to thank you so much for the time and information today. I've enjoyed the conversation. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. That is Howard Russell, entomologist at Michigan State University, a man whom many affectionately refer to as Bug Man. For more information on ticks and the rest of today's discussion, visit our webpage at wemu.org. Issues of the Environment is produced in partnership with the Office of the Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner, and you hear it every Wednesday. I'm David Fair, and this is 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.